2017. It's a new year. We escaped the last one. We have escaped its confines and clutches and its stronghold upon us. Yep. That's that's our official acknowledgement that it is a new year. And yep. and that's that's different. That's the future different. is now. The past is behind us. Those old video games are shit because they're ones from the past. Ugh, this so is old. the year that video games will be good. Oh, so mm. old. They're the only good video games are games that have come out in 2017. And considering yeah. the only 2017 game I've played so far is Horror Hospital, uh, which gave me a migraine. Um, it's not a great start. It's not. It's not. I disagree. Trick, right? The only the only good video games came out in the 1990s, and the only good uh, song that anyone ever releases is on their first album. That's um, true. And and your new video games aren't as good as your old video games, and and all the new movies are shit, and your new music is sucks compared to your old music, Jim. The yeah. only good video games are the ones that were made the exact year that you got into video games, and yeah. the ones that are going to happen in twenty seventeen. They are the only, the only two years where there were good video games. The only good um games in a series is the first one I played and loved of that series. Yeah, mm. and mm-hmm. the next one is always going to be the best, but it 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 never will be because it it won't be the first one. And, also, and the I, only good I, no matter song what is they change, TLC Scrubs. No matter what yes. they change in um in the next um iteration of the series, it's important that you point out it's been dumbed down. We are in no way cynics, are we? We we are <laughs> we are you know yeah, video games they're good. We're, We're totally not optimist. cynics yet. Yeah, right, video missed. games. Video games are the best medium of narrative and in interaction ever, and we are we are very posi- positive about that. We are. Yeah, um, what's wrong with me? Why am I being so cynical? Stop it. Yeah, but you're meant to be the positive one. <laughs> I'm the optimist Gavin. here. <laughs> it's yeah, not even true that... that Horror Hospital was the first 2017 game I've played. I just I'm not allowed to talk about the other one yet. Ooh, oh, how fancy! Yeah, it's not I, Resident Evil. If I was anyone's just wondering, say it's, 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 Evil. it's not Resident <laughs> Evil yet. No. Um, I I was just gonna say like, it gave you yeah, Horror Hospital may have given you a migraine. That's what good video games feel like. This is what 2017 <laughs> is. It's the year where we discovered that if a video game's good, it gives you a migraine. It's not worth writing about if it doesn't cause you some sort of physical trauma. That's if, that's what video think, games are about now. I think if it causes you physical trauma, you have a legal obligation to write about it. Like you got to get That's the warning true. messages out. What if it's it at causes, least ethical? What, what if it causes your room physical trauma, like the time I chipped my wall by throwing a controller at it playing Modern Warfare Two? I think that, I think, that was the yeah. the start. I think they they experimented with games that hurt ourselves and our property with the Kinect and the Wii and everything. But twenty seventeen, thanks to VR, um, real breakthroughs have been made in just upsetting everything about your audience's shit and business. And that's what we're going to look forward to in twenty seventeen. Is a lot of our shit and business just fucked. Oh no, it, why is it getting fucked, Jim? Because of VR, mostly. And also, oh, okay, the, well. and also the Republicans. Uh, are, are you, Jim, are you ready to play the Nintendo Switch in virtual reality? Are, oh, you, are you ready uh, for yeah. another VR device in your life, Jim? No, not interested. You're, no, you're not, you're not interested in, like, probably 720p VR strapped to your face? Like, literally most of the world, I'm not interested in VR. 
Oh, that's. I, that's I have an to echo that sentiment. I, yeah. I really have no interest in it. I really enjoy it when I'm using it, but I very rarely can be bothered to set it up and to. You know, just to do the, the, the setup that it requires. See, I'm the same mm. way with dildos, and you don't <laughs> want to be compared to a dildo. If you're no, trying exactly. to sell an expensive piece of headset gear wear. I don't know, considering the subject matter most people are going to be watching on it, I think it's it's pretty, uh, they'll be okay with being compared to a dildo. That's true. It's something, oh, you, dildo, it's, something you stra- it's something you strap on and get your kicks from. A dildo sexually. takes way less setup, and I get way more bang for my buck from it. So, <laughs> to um, be honest, let's just replace video games in 2017 with dildos. I was just going to say dildos and VR. You, both of them seem to carry a risk of, like, it might be a bit gross if you share one with someone after some strenuous activity has been used with That's it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, Video, you don't wanna, VR is VR is dildos. We we cracked the code, everyone. You don't want to leave it installed for too long, otherwise you're going to end up sore. Uh, there are many different types on the market, and no one can agree on which one is the best. That's true. <laughs> um, and there are uh, cum stains on both my VR headset and my dildos, so we and... are really batting a hundred for this comparison. I, I, this is a good metaphor. This has been a weird episode already today. I, I don't know what, what sort of mood we're in today. That's what happens when we record at seven in the morning. Hey, it's <laughs> one in the afternoon for me. I should be awake by now. Um, I'm sat here with my Tesco brand tropical juice drink, a, a healthy source of vitamin C. I, I should be awake by now. Well, you're not. <laughs> not not so much. So this yeah, is Podquisition, this... by the way. I'm with Laura, <laughs> with Laura Dale and Gavin Dunn, aka the Miracle of Sound, and we do a podcast for the lovely listeners about video games. Sometimes we're, we're in that not, not bit enough, of year where there's not enough to talk about, about video games, uh, according well, to a couple of people last week. <laughs> to to be fair, this is the part of the year where there's no fucking video games to talk about. That's just, mm-hmm. I I I. At a stretch, I found two interesting news stories this week, and I was like, really? That's all we've got for video game news? It's it's that period of the year where everything's quietened down, ready to ramp up again. Yeah, we do our best for you. We do our best for you, listener. We, yeah, we still turn up. We still give you an hour of our cum dribbles in your ears. Yeah, you get at least an hour of our unfettered garbage. So we're doing the best we can. The world has to meet us halfway. Would you yeah, like me could... to talk about religion and politics again? I don't think you would. <laughs> uh, let's let's not. keep away from that and talk about the very few bits of video game news we have, because that'll fill up like five minutes, and then we'll have the rest of a show to f- to fill. Uh, so, Jim, Jim, yeah. there's official confirmation. You know how we talked about Tracer and how she kissed a lady? And, she kissed and, a lady, we all saw it. Yeah, we all saw it. Tracer kissed a lady, and, and you know, there was rightfully so. There was debate of, like, we've seen her kiss a lady, that doesn't mean that she is exclusively into ladies. For all we know, she might be open to Jim and his promise ring. Except we now have official confirmation that Tracer is canonically lesbian and not interested in the men folk. So sorry, Jim, we got our confirmation. Yeah. So you, you and and Tracer ain't gonna be swapping the promise rings. Yeah, she will not be strapping on and promising a ring. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not not with Jim anyway. It's fine. 
It's fine. Um, you, you, have you come to terms with this yet, Jim? Are you okay with this news? I'm fine with it. Uh, I, I've moved on. I've moved on. I've started a committed relationship with Psycho from Earthworm Jim, which oh, is oh, extra that... good because it really, like, a gay, a gay p- civil partnership really pisses off Doug to Naple, who invented Earthworm Jim. So. <laughs> We're not only in a very loving, happy relationship together, me and Psycho from Earthworm Jim, uh, we are also sticking it to, quite literally, the man. There is a bit of me now that wants to make a thing about video game characters that I think are gay and only choose video game characters that I know were created by homophobes. That'd be like, good. That, that would be like that'd just be everything Doug to Naples done. Yeah, that feels like it would be a fun thing to do. So that that is already half of our news done. A reiteration of something that we talked about before. It's it's a good week for for, for the news. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got yeah. news. I've got news. <laughs> oh, you've got news. What's your news, Gavin? Those evil Thank Russian God. hackers used Fallout Four to hack the White House. <gasps> Oh my god, I can't believe they used Fallout 4 to hack the White House. (gasps) You scamps, you naughty Russian hackers, you geniuses. (laughs) Alright, so for some background on that, um, was it CNN? Yeah. Yeah, CNN. CNN uh, were talking about Russian hackers and and that whole business, and they used uh, a picture of the hacking minigame from Fallout 4 (laughs) to illustrate what it is the Russians did. Because that's yeah. exactly how you hack into the White House. and Well, you got to you know. wonder whether or not CNN thought they were uh, being clever and mm. making stereotypical jokes about Russia. Like, yeah, I bet this is how they hack things. Oh, uh, um, they probably weren't that smart. <laughs> they're, they're so old-fashioned and old. And In Russia, password Russia. guesses you. Like that, like that. <laughs> like, like very 90s. Uh, idea of, of, of what Russia's like uh, when everybody knows that it is exactly like that stereotype. No, no, but no. It's more much, homophobic. It is much more like the movie Hackers. Like you put on a headset and you go through like a weird, cheap CGI tunnel. Uh, you know, you probably punch a, 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 an internet a bit. It's 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 not like the video games make it out at all. It's what you do is you hack into the 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 CIA's like computer and then you literally punch your screen and their screen you, breaks on the other side. You email the CIA and you have an attachment on the email and the email subject line is, <laughs> "Would you like free PS4 games? Yeah. Nude cam leaks." What they did was they Xbox e- One Scorpio. They emailed um, Obama and they said, um, "Hi, President Obama. Um, I'm a Nigerian prince, and I have all this money that's like just for you." And that's it's how they hacked effort. into the CIA. It's too much effort. What I normally do is I hang around outside the White House and I just press my face up to the window and I'm like, "Can I have some intelligence?" And then normally oh, a my. passing. Passing NSA executive will take pity on me and just slip me a little <laughs> bit of intel just through the crack in the window. Just shh, shh, don't tell this, anyone I gave you this. Go on, get out of here, you little scam. This is why we need to ban video games because they influence real life. I've been, we've all been saying this for years because every time you hack a computer in the White House in, in Fallout 3 or in the Capitol building, it happens in real life and the Russians <gasps> can like make well, the, the election is, is, win happen. America needs to beef up its security because it's not just me doing this, right? I was there the other day at the White House and I looked in the White House restaurant that's right next to the mezzanine and there were two dogs, two two ownerless dogs in the White House restaurant 
And they were both chewing at either end of a bit of intel. And then they chewed down the middle and kissed each other. It was very romantic, but there was stuff in there about fucking FBI bomb procedures. <sighs> what are we going to do, America? Pe- Come on, don't feed pe- dogs our intel. People wonder how I get all of these video game leak things that I've been reporting. That's I've I just been following it's Jim around. Like, it's, yeah, you, you go in Fallout 4, you hack the CIA, you stand outside the White House window, and then some dogs do a kiss, and then you know what games are coming to the Switch. Like, I was playing Fallout 4 the other day, and I hacked a computer, and I found out that Half-Life 3 is actually being built in a North Korean nuclear submarine. Oh, that that explains why they don't want anyone going to North Korea or leaving that's, because they don't want the the secret getting out. That's, that's how they're making the game. That's how <sighs> secure the details on Half Life Three are. It's in a North Korean submarine, and the submarine is called the Borealis. Little yeah. knows, but you you got to allow Newell his vanity. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this. That yeah, that's a silly that thing that CNN did. Uh, right, Isn't that, the didn't only... they do that before? They showed a video game footage of something they thought was real. I'm Probably. sure that's happened I know the Daily Mail's done stuff like that before. Yeah. But then the Daily Mail fucking up isn't exactly noteworthy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, the other bit of the other bit of news we got this week. Uh, so you know that that Mario phone game, Super Mario Run, what what Nintendo put out? Yeah, a load of rubbish. Yeah, uh, I I enjoyed it more than you did, but I know you did. Well, here's here's what the the people reckon about it. Here's here's some of the facts and figures about how that game did. So far, it has been downloaded ninety million times. Wait, yeah. what? Ninety yep, million. And- Nine zero mil- million. Nine zero million downloads. Boy, do I not on- have my finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist. Yeah, this is only on iOS. It doesn't exist on Android or PC or any other platform yet. Wow. Uh, Ninety million downloads. It has so far made thirty million dollars in revenue. No, it hasn't. Which how? Uh, which I think is interesting because that means that considering it costs ten dollars uh, to unlock the rest of the game once you get past like level four. One in 30 people who downloaded Super Mario Run purchased the full price game for $10. Poor bastards. So, like, I've got some questions about this, I guess. Um, just what, just though, you know, talking about mobiles and games and stuff, like, I thought this was a video game show. I know, how dare we, how dare we talk about, about the, the, those things. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like here's here's my question. This the game obviously has done well in terms of people recognizing the brand and being like, I will download Mario on my phone. One in thirty people has actually purchased it. Does that feel really low? No, Does that... it's, Thir- it's thirty million context. dollars doesn't feel low to me. It well, it doesn't feel low, but it it it, it does mean that. Out of every 30 people who downloaded this game, 29 of them played through three and a half levels and went, uh, no, it's and, a mobile and it game. didn't keep playing. It makes sense to me. Um, a lot of people are looking for... A lot of people will browse mobile. I do it myself sometimes. And they just want to take up five minutes. They just... Mm. They got five minutes going spare. Download something. There's no investment. Just play it till I'm bored or it hits a paywall and then check out. Um, one in 30, considering the mobile market in the context of that, that ain't bad. 
Um, Plus people... Any sort of pay-what-you-will situation, even if it's uh, a situation like this where you get some content and then a paywall blocking off the rest of it. Um, to have that sort of conversion rate is not bad. Um, hmm. for, for added context, I mean, if you compare it to... Patreon, like like if you look at the Jimquisition, uh, between three and four hundred thousand people are watching Jimquisition a week. Um, less than five thousand uh, support it on Patreon, which is fine. You know that's not me getting anyone and saying oh not enough people mm. do. Obviously, I make more than enough money, um, and and I'm very grateful for what I have. But that sort of percentage is, I mean, I'm doing really. I I would consider. Uh, the Jimquisition, a hugely successful venture, uh, despite the conversion rate of people watching versus people uh, supporting with money. I mean, it's not a great ratio on the surface, but then you look at the context of it, and it's actually pretty mm. good. Uh, yeah. I would say the same thing for Super Mario Run, even though I've decided I'm just going to deny that it's really successful and, and really popular, uh, <laughs> just because that makes me feel better, because I don't like it, and I don't like people enjoying things that I don't enjoy. Which isn't yeah. really true, but it's funny to say. It's 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 a weird one. I because I I want to see Nintendo be successful on mobile as a platform, just because like it's an additional place to get Nintendo games that doesn't require buying a Nintendo device. Yeah. That feels like a positive I thing want them for to a do lot of well. people. Definitely, but, I want them to be good games. Yeah, like here's here's my question. I guess is you're not gonna get that. 90 million downloads for anything but Mario or possibly Pokemon. Like, those are the two Nintendo things that will get those kind of download numbers. Agreed, yeah. Like, with, like, I'm thinking the next ones we've got coming up are Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem. Yeah, and they'll Fire... do well, but I don't... They, I, I, I would be surprised if they did Mario and Pokemon level good. Yeah, so this is this is where I'm looking at this being like... If 29 out of every 30 people downloaded Mario and didn't buy it, do we see, like, I suspect, for something like Fire Emblem on mobile, we will probably see a much higher percentage of downloaders purchase the full game, if that's the model they use, but a far smaller overall number of downloads? Uh, that would make sense. That, 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 would, that, would, that sounds like it would be what I would expect, is it would have a... A smaller audience, but a more targeted audience, therefore an audience more willing to pay money. So Yeah. yeah. The the one that I don't know how how to expect it to perform is Animal Crossing, because there is a surprisingly like a deceptively large audience of people that like Animal Crossing and don't really play any other video games on their DS. Yeah. And hello. Hello, you're back, Gav. Yay, Skype crashed. It's fine, we got you back now. Um but yeah, I, I don't know how to expect Animal Crossing to, to perform on mobile. Yeah, I could see it becoming a huge hit. I could see it doing... I, I, I can't see it failing, I'll say that much. I, I can see I, it performing well. I can see it performing really well. I can't see it really faltering. I, I think that it the only thing that could make it falter is if they have... If the amount of content you get to experience before being prompted for a full purchase is... As brief as it was in Mario Run, they may have an issue. They may, maybe, maybe. But uh, I don't know. I I'm torn on the on Nintendo and mobile because I love it in theory, but so far, Mitomo and uh, Super Mario Run have left me feeling a little bit uninspired by the whole thing. A little bit unimpressed. So 
I hope the other games will be good. I'm I'm at least looking forward um, to seeing what Animal Crossing's going to be like. But if it's another one of these games that are half-hearted versions of existing games that then try and do weird, quirky things on top, then it's... I'm going to check yeah. out. Like, F- Fire Emblem is the one that I'm looking forward to because it's such a core franchise um, that I'm very much looking forward to, like, is this going to be a full Fire Emblem on mobile? Because if yeah. so, yeah. that I would be I would be pumped for that. I think if they weird up Fire Emblem, if they make that all quirky and, and oh, you've got to have this social network to do this and we're going to make it a bit like the game you recognise but we're going to make it weird and quirky and so Nintendo then I think we've got our clue that they are never going to put anything normal on mobile and everything's going to be some weird quirky offshoot. Uh, If Dragon Emblem goes up and it's actually a Dragon uh, Dragon Emblem? (laughs) Actually a Fire Emblem game. I was wondering for a second. Um, Sorry about that. If it's actually a Fire Emblem game then we'll know they're actually committed somewhat seriously to mobile as a platform. Otherwise, I think if it if it's going to be a weird, quirky one, then they're, they're seeing mobile as nothing but a, a, a quick cash cow. Mm, I, it's interesting. I'm, I'm still shocked that Pokemon Go did as well as it did and that Nintendo are not taking the lessons from that more seriously. I don't know. We'll we'll see how they go. I'm curious to see what what ends up happening with their mobile stuff because yeah, I would l- I would like to have really good mobile games from Nintendo on on my phone. That that's a world I would no, like to live in. I said yeah. I looked forward to to Mario Run until I played it. Like I genuinely wanted that to be a great game. You know, but I <sighs> didn't look forward to it, and I surprisingly enjoyed it. But, well, there you go. Don't look forward but, to things. Yeah, have have expectations that everything will be zero out of ten, and you'll always be pleased by every video game ever. It will be great. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, that that's us through the news this week. Brilliant. We are making that, that, record efficient time. I know. We we, we 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 can shut it down. Shut it down, boys. That's twenty two minute podcast. We're all <laughs> all wrapped up and done there. Unless we have, you know. We might have some some things planned that we could talk about as well that are less time sensitive. I think. Is that a thing we did? Uh, well, the main thing was talking about. Uh, what was it, Gav? What, what did you want to go? Yeah, talk about yeah. games oh, you well, look forward I... to this coming year. Um, yeah, the games we look forward to this year, and I had the idea maybe to talk about um, a couple of little moments from games that we really enjoyed in 2016. Yeah, you you mentioned this idea. I thought it was a really nice thing to talk about. So, considering you gave us this topic, were there any little moments in video games that you really liked this year, Gavin? There certainly were. There were three <gasps> that really stood out to me. And um, do will we do one each and go around in circles and go that way? I'm, I'm up for going around that way for a bit because right. if, uh, that gives me time to find one example and then more time to find another example. So it's all good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, the first one for me um, has got to be the Knight Rider car race mission in Watch Dogs 2, in which you're hurtling through the city in a fucking talking car with fireworks going off all around you as Judas Priest Turbo Lover plays. And that that was one of those moments that while I was playing it, I had this big stupid smile on my face and was just going, I fucking love video games. <laughs> oh, that was just that- a 
I, that that whole game is worth playing just for that one mission. And I wish there was an option to replay it because it was so much fun and it was over far too fast. That is a really nice little moment there. Yeah. And I'm now vamping for time because I'm still... Oh, okay, okay. I've got a, a little moment in a video game that I, I really liked and it was very early in this particular video game. Uh, Firewatch... I liked where there's a particular narrative choice you could make where in the first 10 minutes of that game you got to see the main character's wang. So that that made me have a bit of a smile. He did a sexy pose in a sketch in a book. So there you really? go. I That's, did I... Yeah, did you did you not see the sexy the sexy pose drawing of our like middle-aged male protagonist? I probably did. I just probably forgot. It's it's no, right in that. the intro That's when he's cute. like walk he's like walking to the camp and you're going through his backstory of why he's you know g yeah. going and living in a tree for a few months, and yeah if you, you see his wang <laughs> yeah if you if you if you do your choices right you get to open a book and see a sketch of his wang and it's 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 pretty cute so there you go that's a video game moment I like this year getting to see a middle aged man's wang Jimmy Jim, got you, one you got yeah. any little moments. Yeah, uh, Dark Souls 3, when you're hacking and slashing up in the starting area in, uh, um, what's it, Lothric Castle, mm. and you're slashing up all the little, all the little peasant characters, just the little skinny, emaciated hollows, and then one of them just ruptures and is Venom. Uh, just that first time that happened, when one of them just explodes in a big oily black mass of symbiote horror, um, was very memorable for me. Uh, mm. Those and they do it really early when you have no way of really dealing with it, uh, mm. and there are two areas where where they happen. And yeah, just just it was a very exciting moment for me. And and one and they're insanely did. hard. But in true Very Dark tough. Souls fashion, they give you a bunch of items perfect for dealing with it just around oh, yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah, and it's worth uh, farming them sometimes because they got some cool stuff. Mm. Yeah. Cool. You got another one, Gav? Yeah, I'll get I'll get my Dark Souls out of the way so we don't drive <laughs> people crazy. <laughs> uh, my and my favorite moment of the whole year, and actually, probably actually now having played it like five or six times. Possibly my favourite boss fight of all time is the Dancer of the Boreal Valley. Every single thing about that fight I loved. The visuals, the way her feet knock on the floor and you end up having to go into a dance with her to win. The way the, the room, she sets fire to the room gradually as the fight goes on. It's just so elegant and gorgeous and, and stunning. And I, I, it's like, it was another one of those moments where I was like, yeah, this is it, man. This is fucking, this is why I love video games. So, there you go. Mm. Yeah, that that's a good one. Yes, uh, a little add-on to that. Not when you meet her too early, though. Because a lot of people, mm. that happened to a lot of people, and the fight was just way too hard. But when you meet her at the proper level, that's what I'm talking about. That's cool. Uh, so, little moments I liked in games in 2016... I really liked, and this is another very early one in Lady Killer in a Bind. Mm -hmm. um, in in basically the opening of that game, where you're being given the preamble of like, "Hey, here's the narrative and what's going on," you're sat listening to all of this narrative preamble with a character, and they just turn to you and say, "Do you want to just like you know bail on the tutorial and go make out?" 
And that is a perfectly viable option. You can skip the tutorial by just agreeing to go make out with someone for a bit and go go bang out in, in the other room. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah, I, I I really like that as an option of like, are you not enjoying the tutorial in this game about banging a bunch of queer ladies? Well, do you want to go bang a queer lady instead of paying attention to the tutorial? And that's that's a viable option. And I thought that was really amusing. So well, you learn by doing. Yeah, exactly. It's like I I don't need to know about this weird five million dollar betting system that's going on on this on this cruise ship. I just want to go bang the redhead over there. So uh, yeah, let's go do that. So both Makes of your choices have been sexy choices. This so far, <laughs> so, so far, so far, both of them have been sexy choices. You know, it's it's not enough to get a game Staying of the year award out of me, but I'll I'll give a nice nod to sexy stuff. <laughs> Staying true to form. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to stay on brand, haven't I? <laughs> Jamie, got, got anything yeah, else you like? Hell yeah. I played a game called Eve of Destruction Redux this year. Don't bother looking for it. It's not worth it. Um, it was a first-person shooter set in uh, the Vietnam War, I think. And it was on Steam. It was one of them sorts. Uh, the single-player campaign, which was... Spoken of very highly in the store page description was just a series of multiplayer maps with AI bots, uh, and and that was that was the game. It was just map after map of of fighting against AI bots, um, which would have been very boring had it not been for the fact that the AI and the physics in this game were some of the best I've ever seen, and quite possibly the defining moment of video games in 2016, and possibly the defining moment of 2016 because it just typified the year perfectly was watching a tank half buried in the ground um, having an epileptic seizure while one soldier ran around in a circle in a hill, sometimes inside the hill. Uh, Another (laughs) tank um, just stuttered around, unsure what to do with itself. And then one tank just flew very high up into the air and disappeared. And... (laughs) <laughs> and that was basically the whole game. Um, if if you look at uh, on the Jim Sterling YouTube channel and look for Eve of Destruction Redux, it is like I, I don't know how long the video was, like twenty minutes or something, of me in utter disbelief, uh, as this game had just the most amazing physics uh, and tanks and people just flipping out and crashing mm. into the ground and flying in the air and. And it was just this amazing mess. And, and that moment of just stood on a hill watching these tanks spin and swim and collide and, and bury themselves was just incredible. <laughs> oh, that, that does sound oddly... It sounds like he got a lot of fun out of a game that wasn't inherently going to be a fun experience. Yes, basically. Yeah, it was one of those just Physics, unintentionally um... hilarious moments. Physics glitches can really add to scariness in a in a game as well. I don't. I can't. I think we may have talked about this before, but there's certain parts of Fallout Three, like there was one level full of Mirelark hunters who I find very viscerally quite scary, just mm. on a by looking at them and stuff because I'm I don't like creepy crawlies. And there was one level where they kept glitching yeah. through the walls into my face, and that would scare the absolute piss out of me when you can't trust the game. <laughs> Yeah. When you can't uh. trust the rules of the game to play fair and like scare <laughs> the piss out of you by glitching through a wall, that that makes for some scary shit. Yeah, that it does. Um, have you got another one to go around again, Gavin? Uh, yeah. Um, the fairy tale land in Witcher Three: Blood and Wine. Holy mm. shit! What a level that was. And yeah. 
that was just gorgeous looking like and and the all the little dark takes on the fairy tales like I'm walking along I hear this splat and a squeak and my my character who's with me goes you just fucking stepped on Thumbelina like (laughs) it's just oh god (laughs) it was really unexpected to stumble upon and I I'm really happy with a lot of how they executed on that area yeah it was so fantastic and and so funny. I don't think The Witcher gets enough credit for being as funny as it is. Mm, yeah. Because it, it it's is. kind of... And, and of course the marketing and stuff is to do with that. that it's, it, it is quite, at times, a grim, dark world. and But it's also a very, very funny it's, world. And, and it's, it's I can't a, think a light, of a game that made me laugh as much. It feels like it's a light-hearted character in a grim, dark world, which can yeah. be nice contrast sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh little silly moment I had in the Attack on Titan game that was done by, uh, what, who were the Dynasty Warriors people? Uh, forget who the uh, Dynasty oh, Warriors... Oh, sorry, Tecmo Koei Tecmo Koei Force. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in the, the Attack on Titan game that came out this year. Yes. Uh, stupid little thing that made me smile is as you're playing through the game, you can unlock these, uh, collectible, basically, like, models of the various Titans that you can... When you when you're playing in multiplayer or co-op, you can you can stand some of these models of titans in an area in your camp, and one of them looks a heck of a lot like the musician Sting. And when I realised this, I just I, he was the only titan I had. I just had my my camp, and then just in the background, there's just giant naked Sting. I was Brilliant. like, oh oh, it's it's, it's giant. Human eating sting that just kind of hangs out in my camp and that having twelve air em- foot fests with other titans. <laughs> no, I'm just kind of standing there tea posing, unfortunately. But every time I went on to play online co-op, that made me smile. That that sting for some reason was just like giant and naked and stood in my camp. I'd watch sting get- fuck a titan though. I would watch Titan Sting fuck another titan, and that that should totally be a porn that happens. Just, just yeah, twelve a twelve-hour mini series, and it's just Sting fucking a Titan. Tantric I'd Titans watch that. three. I'd at least tune in to yeah. to the the live web feed. I I would click on that link and stay have it open on my second monitor for the for the day while I worked. Probably you'd have to. It'd be a national event. It'd be like the OJ trial, but sexy. That's three um, out of three sexy ones, Laura. <laughs> I know. I am. I'm going through 2016 video games, being like, let's find a video game that I had a nice sweet memory from that wasn't to do with sexy stuff. And I'm it's trying not to think, happening did I so have far. Have any sexy memories in? Vi- I suppose like. New new Lara Croft is always very attractive, but I can't really think of any other like, ones. You know, okay, here's one that's not sexy. I played Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, and I did a lot of screaming. And there was a point where I forgot what um you know what vowels and consonants were, so I accidentally answered a thing incorrectly and got into a shouting match with someone. Being like, "No, I told you there were this many vowels and this many consonants in the serial code." Oh shit. So that that was a that's a moment that wasn't a sex moment. There you go. You happy now, Gavin? Oh no, I'm I wasn't uh, complaining. I was. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. Was I'm, just I'm observing. I'm, you were staying I'm, on brand. <laughs> I'm I'm just teasing. Yeah, I'm I'm. I, it uh, that that ended up being my brand for a reason. <laughs> I I like silly sex stuff in games. 
Uh, you, you got another one, Jim? Uh, the intro to Final Fantasy Fifteen. I talked about it before, but the um, the intro with the the cover of Stand by Me was just so well executed, and mm. and I've not seen a game for a while set the tone as well, because because that really for a game like Final Fantasy Fifteen that's got a, a legacy and a series of expectations, and set about altering a lot of those expectations. I think that was the perfect way to set the tone for what that game was that's interesting jim because i felt the opposite about that section oh i I was like pissed off having to push the car and also i was um i felt like a real life song in a game in a different universe kind of broke the spell for me which is an odd one for me that didn't bother me in that it just reminded me a lot of having actually been like hey here's here's me and my band friends and and yeah. i you think know, if being, they'd had nsync yeah. playing in the car it would have been better <laughs> i i could see how that would have been better but yeah like for me i i enjoyed the memory of being like oh yeah i remember having to push a car down a road with the people i'm in a band with to try and you know get it fueled up while we have the radio on still because you know why wouldn't we have some music mm. i liked it i thought that scene was really heartwarming cool so I, I liked it, and I'm sorry that you got a heart of steel, Gavin. I do have a heart of steel. Yeah, you, you don't like anything. No, I hate everything. I'm known for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, have you got any more more your your silly moments you like, Gavin? Um. Well, definitely shout out the Clockwork Mansion from Dishonored Two. I thought that was a, a spectacular work of genius, and I know you two don't really feel the same, but I really I, did. Well, I said what I need to say about Dishonored Two. Yeah. I, I disagree ever so slightly on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Although, um, to stick with the Bethesda thing, I've talked about it. I think every time I bring up Doom, I talk about the shotgun cocking as yes. as the Doom Slayer leaves the elevator right at the end yeah. of the musical intro. Uh, and it's still, again, when we talk about setting up the tone for a video game, that was another one that really fucking nailed it this year. Just it was perfect, wasn't it? Yeah. So I that's do have what, one... That's where I got the idea to put the click, click, boom, boom in the in the song. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I do have one other like thing that... And this is a game that I was very critical of, but there is a scene in particular I thought was really well done. Um, so That Dragon Cancer, which is a game that I think struggled because in many places it tried too much to be a video game and it kind of under undermined a lot of its own emotional impact doing that unfortunately but there is there's yeah, we've one talked scene about games in, that do that before yeah, yeah. There, there's one scene in particular where it's set in a doctor's office and you are playing this from the perspective of this small child pulling you know those like little infants toys where you pull the cord and an arrow spins round and it does like the you know yeah. the, the the duck goes quack and the the cow goes moo yeah. And it's it's one of those, but it's spinning round to the various people in the room who were talking about this child. And it was a really nicely handled moment of like, this is a very sad moment being dealt with from an interesting perspective. I liked mechanically and thematically what they did with that scene. So there yeah. you go. The the scene in the doctor's office with the spinny arrow thing in That Dragon Cancer. Yeah, I thought was it really had some good. really good moments. The, the, yeah. the game had some great moments for me. It was it was a lack of overall cohesion, I think, that that stood in its way. And like you said, a lot of moments where it was 
a bit too self-conscious about having to be a video game and and everything. But yeah, like you the, know, the one... I wish I wish sorry. Yeah, the the one that sticks in my head so much is the the kart racing section where you race yes. around in an empty go-kart by yourself in circles around an empty track in a hospital for seemingly yeah. no reason, which I'm sure some people will draw some great meaning from, but it I'm, just bored the shit out of me, I'm afraid. To, to me, it felt like an attempt to put some gameplay in, yeah. where it where it detracted rather than adding to the experience. And and uh, it it makes a strong case for that some games are just stronger as uh, walking simulator. Yeah, type yeah. Things, well, we we talked know. about this with Soma, where we thought Soma would benefit from less gameplay. I've said I, it about mm. No Man's Sky, even like yeah. some of the best moments in that game were doing fuck all, yeah. uh, and mm. and it was when they tried to introduce typical survival elements into it that it, it felt even more excruciating than it could have. Yeah, like, I've I've said this about That Dragon Cancer for a while, that, like, as it stands right now, I have no interest to go back to it, but if there was a director's cut of that game that was, you know, maybe 20% of the scenes in, uh, in that game were either trimmed down or removed, I would I would very much recommend it. Like, there... There are like if you if you can make a nice short film out of some of the stuff in that, or just cut down some of the experiences. There's a fantastic game in there. Yeah. That yeah. I'm annoyed I can't more easily recommend. A Jeff Keeley Game Awards winning game. Yeah, and I don't I don't you know hold it against anyone who gives it an award because when it's when it's doing what it does best, it does it fantastically. It's just mm. that for me, I got too annoyed by the moments that it wasn't succeeding yeah yeah pretty much pretty much it was a good game but it it had had its things i am glad i am infinitely glad i played it even if i'm not likely to go back and play it again anytime soon i think it's fair enough to to put it in that that particular strata of games that are at least worth playing once if nothing else yeah, if if nothing else, like it's worth going through once. Um, so yeah, is now a good point for us to maybe talk about some of that stuff we're excited about in the next year, in the the yeah. upcoming future. Yeah, yeah. In just, general, just... I'm not a big fan of retrospective stuff. Like like, buff, like once it's not that year, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm really? done with 26. <laughs> I'm done with it. Can I it's mention one more thing really, forward. really quickly? And I'll you only better make it say quick it or is. I'll hang for you. <laughs> Mick Gordon playing the Doom soundtrack live at the awards. That was pretty cool. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, hooray, now we can put 2016 behind us forever bye and bye. ever Away and ever and never talk Away about any 2016 game ever again, including Dark Souls 3. We'll never talk about any of them again. And we can talk about 2017, that year that's Woo-hoo. still to come. So, yeah, so what's on the out. horizon for this year? I need to double check. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is so much sooner than I thought it was. It's apparently February twenty eighth. It comes out. Wow. I thought. Oh yeah. I thought it was like a a holiday twenty seventeen game, and knowing video game delays, it still could be, I suppose. But Mm. yeah, I had no idea that game was so close. Yeah. Oh no, it is so. No, Sony do do delays, don't they? (laughs) No. Hmm. I had nothing to add there, but I realised everything suddenly went silent and I had to fill the void very quickly, so I just yelled no. Ah, There's no (laughs) rush to fill the silence. I can edit out the silence. No one would have known. Uh, 
But yeah, no, like that's that's the big one I'm looking forward to that like has a confirmed release date is I I wanna I wanna murder, you know, robot dinosaurs with a bow yeah. and arrow in the sci- in the cyber future past. Yeah, uh, yeah, Zero Dawn is my big one, I think, as well. My I, most anticipated. I'm I'm looking forward towards it most because of the fact that I've the times I've gone hands on with it have been so limited in how much was available to be experienced. Like the the demo they had at E three was like here is the tiniest possible, like thirty seconds in any direction, and you're told to turn around or the demo will end. I just want to get out in that world now, so I'm looking forward to that. I want to have the bloody switch in my hands already. That's that's the thing that like. I know Nintendo have their spotty track record, but I generally really like the consoles they make, even if they do not get strong support long term. And I want yeah. another Nintendo console because I'm um, I'm trash and I'm very excited about more Nintendo devices in my hands. Okay, I I, I don't know how you're feeling about the about the Switch <laughs> that we don't yet know um, much about. I mean, that's it. Like I'm. I've, uh, my thoughts on the Switch are still the same as they were when they first revealed it, because they haven't really done much since. So I can only still talk about, well, they marketed it well. Uh, that's good. Uh, obviously, we've we've heard details. I mean, you've leaked a lot of details yourself. And, yeah. you know, it all sounds promising, but I... I'm at that point where it's like, show me the games because we're we're almost there. Like, I think it's uh, two days after we record the next episode of this that it'll finally actually have happened, and it's like, oh, it will have been playable to press, and we'll have seen games, and we'll know what stuff is actually you know officially coming. And yeah. it, I'll be I'll be glad when that day is reached. It'll yeah. it'll it'll be a weight off my off my back, but. I, I'm excited at the prospect of a shiny Nintendo thing that I can play on the TV and <coughs> also not on the TV. Mm-hmm. That That is yeah. a good idea, I suppose. Um, what else is there in 2017? I well, haven't looked. 2017 is going to have the release of both Ukulele and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, two games I backed on Kickstarter, mm. and two games I'm looking forward to for different reasons um, and also very similar reasons as well considering these are games that are spiritual successes to things that their respective publishers kind of don't give a shit about uh, I'm from that perspective I'm excited for them and also the fact they both seem to be from the demos I've played of either you know both really promising potentially good games of of the two of those having played demos for both I'm feeling more confident about Bloodstained in that ukulele I enjoyed, but it felt very... M- uh, where Bloodstained feels like it was taking inspiration from the games that it is somewhat based on, but still trying to do its own thing. Ukulele right now feels very, 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 very Banjo-Kazooie. That's and true. Yeah, that's I, fair to say. I enjoyed the demo time I spent with it, but my question is, am I going to enjoy a full game's worth of... A game that's trying its very, very, very hardest to be knockoff Banjo Kazooie, and yeah, I don't I mean, know. If I, had to, if I had to pick between the two, I could only play one this year. Then I would go with Bloodstained. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very is that the thing with the dragons and, and the guy with the white hair and uh, Bloodstained is else? the one is the the Castlevania spiritual successor. 
the, the, the lady with the the very low cut back with uh, uh, I forget if she's got a tattoo on her back or if I'm just thinking about Order of Ecclesia now. <laughs> I can't it's, even bloody remember. Yeah, it's the 2D sort of uh, cartoony side-scrolling Castlevania-y oh, no. one. No, I'm by the of co- something else. No, I think you're thinking of, what was it, Scalebound? That's it, yeah. Yeah. Scalebound I, also due out this uh, coming year, yeah. Again, I'm excited for Scalebound because I like dragons and I like hipster kids with their headphones on. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, <you> I, <laughs> Yeah. Big emo. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. You... Insomniac Spider-Man is 2017, oh. apparently. Well, likely 2017. Mm. Yeah. But if if so, I'm very excited to Could see what cool, Insomniac yeah. do with uh, that. I'm ready for another Zelda. There's a new Zelda yeah. at some point in 2017. And yeah. That's, yeah. I think I, we're all ready I'm, for that, aren't we? I'm... I'm a bit con- like I still have concerns about what I played at E3 of that. Like I'm still concerned that that open world felt a bit empty, and I'm hoping that's just because it was a demo. But no, it's, I, it's never just. This is something we hear so often nowadays. It's just because it was the demo. I guarantee you, the facial animations in Mass Effect Andromeda won't be fixed in the final game either. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I. I'm aware that all I got to run around was the the starting area, but it felt very un... It didn't feel tightly designed. It felt like it was, here is a big open world, let's drop some combat encounters around it for whatever reason. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I enjoy it. I've I, I've always enjoyed Zelda games. I'm crossing my fingers, but... Hasn't Zelda Worlds always been kind of sparse, though? Isn't that kind of a thing they've always had? Well, they've never they... really had an open world. Those things are... Like, the, the Hyrule overworld stuff was... It was just a hub, and you go through the spokes to get to the yeah. different dungeons. But Whereas... if, you look, if you look at Wind Waker, there's never been a game with so much dead space in it. Yeah, and that is true. That that is true. Um, the, the the thing here is that they're definitely trying to push this as exploring the open world is a lot of the draw of of the the open yeah, world. I think that's is the main go problem. around, explore, and like the exploration is the content as yeah. opposed to yeah. you journeying to the piece of designed content. The ocean in Wind Waker was was you know, uh, drag. Uh, for the most part yeah. uh, But open world games that are designed to be open world games They integrate that travel into the gameplay uh, Like that's part of it is, is discovering things along the way to your next destination And can Nintendo do that? That's like I'm, 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 There are so many open world like, My Jimquisition this past week was about um, the, the proliferation of open world games And how cynical How cynically desperate Developers are to fill their huge maps, and I just uh, hope uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't go the same way. I have a Zelda question for you guys, actually. Um, I, I noticed that um, Twilight Princess got a remaster on the Wii U. Um, can you use the gamepad to play that, or do you have to use the motion thing? Uh, you can play it with... Uh, I think you can only play it with the gamepad. I don't think oh, it supports nice. the motion. So you're playing the GameCube flipped version of it, uh, the GameCube oh, way yeah. around, on the gamepad, and I'm pretty sure that's the only way to play it. Cool. Either the, the pro controller, but... in that game, then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is... I missed the motion controls, and because I played it on the Wii first, it was a bit confusing to have it all flipped all of a sudden, but um, mm. 
I Twilight Princess. It, it's still the the Wii U version, still the best version of the is game. Is that I think. the one they've remastered? I think that was the one I saw they yeah. remastered. Yeah, yeah they, they did that they and did. Wind Waker. Both Twilight of them got Princess remastered. Yeah, had the best use of motion control in a game, where all you do is just waggle the stick a bit and Link hits something with his sword. That was simple, intuitive enough, and was just as convenient as pressing any button. And that is what motion control and touchscreen control, while we're at it, should be. Mm. Subtle enhancements, not let's force this to be the way you interact with the game and make things more convoluted and complicated than it would be if you just pressed a fucking button to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, that was simple and and rather elegant. I, I, quite, I quite liked the... The fact that you just waggled the stick to hit things in Twilight Princess. It worked. And I wish more, more games around that era learned from that. But instead, people took it as laziness. Which it may have been. They may have just been desperately trying to find a way to put some waggle in there. But that was better to me than fucking Skyward Sword with its... Fucking uh, have this... Have the, the extra motion plus thing and then do all that stupid sword fighting bollocks. I, I like Skyward Sword, but I can empathise with you. I can uh, I, I can get why you felt that way. Ah, so yeah. Crash that's... Bandicoot remasters, why not? Crash Bandicoot remasters, I'm why not indeed? For... They're remasters in a generation that's full of them, but I am sort of looking forward to the remasters. Is it a remaster or are they doing like um, a Ratchet and Clank job and actually making a new game out of it? No, it, it's, it's the old games redone. Um, okay, with the, with the kind of probably very dated platforming mechanics maybe. that is going to frustrate yeah, maybe, a lot of people. Maybe. It'll be fine. Because even, uh, even that little bit in that you played of it in Uncharted 4 like made me fucking rage. It'll be fine. <laughs> I, I hate the fact it had you running towards the camera. It is a sin that Naughty Dog years on still does. The like, yeah. oh no, run in a direction that you can't actually see what's in front of you. That's a good gameplay design. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, they did manage that a little better in the Uncharted games. I mean, there was never uh, really anything in front of you that's going to kill you in those sections. Yeah, I I still don't like it from a design standpoint. Like that's one of those design things that I I get why it works in movies. I don't think it should be a thing in video games. It yeah. it's not great for mechanically. Ugh. Uh, allegedly, Cuphead finally comes out this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it because it's been delayed. God knows how many times now. Yeah. Dynasty Warriors um, 9, if I'm lucky, will be out next year Or this year um, um, Obviously that's just for me uh, right. Open world yeah. Dynasty Warriors game uh, A little leery about the open world thing But we'll see how it goes Are you guys oh. a- approaching Andromeda with um, excitement Or, or cautiousness or I, scepticism? I am, I am very excited as someone who enjoyed Mass Effect 1 through 3 Yeah and that that enjoyed the ending of three. I have no reason not to be excited going into Andromeda. Yeah, I'm 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 very excited as well. But you know, it it's like once you've been hurt once. <laughs> I I really want it to be really good. And and so far, what I've seen looks awesome. It looks really really cool, and the gameplay looks fun. So it it looks like more Mass Effect. I am yeah. definitely up for more Mass Effect. Um, oh. M- this might only be me. I can't remember if either of you liked the first one. Nino Kuni 2 comes out this year. Nino! I don't know what that is. 
Uh, it was that game that had the Welsh uh, little creature with the, the, the lantern hanging off its nose. It was a it JRPG. It was basically Final Fantasy Pokemon. Uh, it yeah. was really fucking good. It, I, I thought it was really fucking good. So I am... Uh, yeah, I'm fairly, fairly looking forward to Nino Kuni. Yeah, I, I'll take oh, another Nino. Oh, the Studio Ghibli thing? Yeah, it was the Studio Ghibli JRPG. Uh, it, oh, they're, right. they're doing a second one on PS4 this year. So, um, again, I'm excited for that. Uh, Raul, what's, Red... the, um, what's the combat like in that game? Is it turn-based? I'm trying to remember now. I think it was... Wasn't it turn-based? Or is it uh, more action? I can't, I can't no, remember... I can't remember the bloody combat because system. Because as much as much as I um, well, I didn't poop on Final Fantasy fifteen. I said it was all right, but the combat in that one was the first time I've ever actually not hated the combat in a Final Fantasy game. I'm I'm watching back over the combat now just to be like, what was the combat like? Oh uh, yeah, it was turn based. You you picked your uh, your summon Pokemon things from like a little bar above your head, and yeah, it was all turn based. I I I like I like turn-based combat. I'm I'm trash. Uh, Red Dead Two is 2017. But not for PC. So. Oh. Yeah 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 yeah. PC elitist. I'm so bored over that. There's a a game that's um, probably going to be fairly obscure, but I have a feeling people are going to talk about it a fair deal when it comes out. Um, called Little Nightmares, which is oh UL, yeah, uh, sort of springtime puzzle platformer. That's the uh, the uh, Namco this... Bandai one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it has this almost uh, almost stop motion look to it. Um, very bizarre character designs. You're a little girl who's been working in a, an underwater resort, so it's got this uh, sort of underwater almost rapture vibe to some of the design, um, but with really messed up looking. Uh, creepy NPCs and stuff uh, So it's going to be one of those cute and creepy Puzzle platformers um, We've seen a fair few of them But this one does look like it, it might be special uh, It's certainly visually intriguing So it's one that I'm keeping an eye on this year um, For Honor looks like it could be Pretty fun as well I, I like that they've added a single player yeah. to it Yeah for Honor um, Shame about the feet of pace stuff That they already confirmed But outside of that Um I'm very interested. Very mm. interested. Uh, I Although, like brawlers, and this looks. This could be the thing that the Dynasty Warriors needs to kick itself up the ass. So, mm. yeah, yeah. They, Hopefully, they, it's good. They have that Ghost Recon game coming as well, but I'd be very surprised if that's memorable in any way because it just looks like yeah. another. Ghost doesn't Recon, excite me really. Ghost Recon is a series, just. Psh- yeah. It struggles to excite anything in me anymore. Mm. And it's now kind of like they've kind of it's almost like they've crossed Just Cause with Far Cry, which could work out a lot of fun. But again, it just I I can't see myself remembering that game a year from now unless unless it's really surprisingly good. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I think for me that's that's the stuff I'm excited about next they're my year. Main so. ones. Yeah, there there are others, and I'm sure I've forgotten something important. But probably whatever. I'm sure that the comments will be how how dare you yeah, not mention whatever you. game you didn't as well, a group mention. Well, there's probably this year going to be a, loads of screaming um, by people who don't understand how dev cycles work and really angry that Bethesda haven't announced Elder Scrolls. Uh, yeah, 
but uh, you know. where's where's Fallout Five? Why isn't it Why isn't it out yet? And I, and I have to take full accountability for the fact that I was one of those people going, "Where's Fallout Four? <laughs> well, at least it had been a while since Fallout. Yeah, it you had, know, the last Fallout. It had been like five, six years. Like asking, wanting an Elder Scrolls trailer already is is a bit much. It's not. You, you're going to be waiting another two years before yeah, you hear anything like about that game. Probably. You know. So ex- adjust expectations. Mm. <laughs> so there, there we go. We 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 pretty much done did an hour there. Yeah, yeah. We we we, we got we got we got through an hour with nothing nothing on on the news. So hooray, go us. We can we can totally create content with our mouths and just yeah. keep talking until time ticks up and increasingly more parts of your life have ticked away listening to us waffle on. Yeah, I hope you're proud of yourselves, you disgusting apes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm good with that. I think that was a fun podcast. Uh, we looked back. We looked forward. Uh, 2017 is going to be an interesting year. I think that's the words that people use when they don't want to commit. <laughs> it's an interesting year, uh, but we'll see how it goes. From a game, video game perspective, um, it looks like a lot like last year, which ain't a bad thing. Um, in terms of games, it just looks like we got a lot of business as usual stuff coming out with some really interesting gems in the middle. So that that Japanese yeah. game actually we forgot to mention Neo. We we can mention that next week, I suppose, if we're Neo. I mean, I've tried the demos. I don't oh. get it. Like mm. people have praised it so much for being oh, it's like Dark Souls, but I know it almost feels like they're. Like what we talked about last week with with missing the point about Dark Souls, where they think the idea is to just like kick the shit out of you constantly. And I don't I don't get a sense of balance or or anything from it yet. But I might just be not understanding it. But I'm gonna keep trying it and when it comes out I'll give it a fair go. But right now I'm just not seeing it. I mean it it looks like someone just tried to do Dark Souls but edgier and tougher. Ugh um, that said, Lords of the Fallen 2 is out this year as well. Really? So it's going to be the year of Dark Souls knockoff. I thought they were working on that sci-fi uh, Dark Souls, which uh, I actually thought looked really interesting. According to the list I'm looking at, we got Lords of the Fallen 2 later this year. Wow. Jesus, and uh, the first one still doesn't fucking work. No, yeah, the first one is... The first one leaves a lot to be desired. I have... A fondness for it, and I do think it was a good game, but there there were issues with it, and it it, it wasn't the most technically proficient. No, uh, I was I, out there. I was actually rather enjoying it, but it just kept crashing every five minutes. Yeah, didn't didn't stop them releasing a remaster though. Wow. <laughs> uh, video games. Yep. All right, are we done? I reckon yeah. we're done. I think are so. Are we done? Okay. Well, Laura, if people are still hungry for more, how can they get to your stuff specifically? Me, me and my stuff, Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, that's what pays the bills. Other than that, letsplayvideogames.com, that's where I write about all them video games and whatnot. All right. And Gavin, you are a musician, so I hear, around the town. Where can people find out that kind of stuff, please? 
You can hear my songs on YouTube and see the videos, uh, Miracle of Sound, if you look for that. Or if you come buy my albums, which are on Bandcamp, iTunes, Spotify. And Level 7's finally on Spotify, by the way. It finally got nice. there, so that's cool. I only lost, like, you know, thousands of euros because of their delay. But hey, <laughs> right. who cares? Fuck hey, musicians. Oh, dear. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, as usual, thank you for your support. It means the world to us. Uh, and we hope we'll see you next week where the video game industry, everyone should be off their holidays. Things should be happening. We'll have things to disseminate. But I think we had a fun time here, you know, even with the limited material we had. And that's what matters mm. is that we're all having fun, like good friends together, all smiling and giggling and touching each other's legs. So we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.